Hello, and welcome to the Organize for Success podcast, the show where we provide organizing tips and solutions so you can get organized, simplify your life, and create more time so you can do the things you love to do. I am your host, Kathy McEwen, and myself and my team help those with clutter clear their clutter, get organized, and pack and unpack. We help organize homes and offices and also help organize moves. So you ready? Let's get organized. Hi, and welcome to the Organize for Success podcast. I'm your host, Kathy, and today we are chatting about 20 very common home organizing mistakes you do not want to do. After working with hundreds of clients, I saw firsthand some mistakes my clients were making, and I want to share these mistakes with you so you can get started with your home organizing journey on the right foot without making any mistakes. By the way, make sure you stay to the end of this episode because I'm going to explain how you can have a call with me for free. That's right. You can hop on a call with me at no cost to you. And I'm going to explain that to you at the end. All right. So number one is setting unrealistic expectations. If you set unrealistic expectations, you're doomed to fail. For example, if you tell yourself that I'm going to get my whole home organized on a weekend and you have a lot of clutter chances are you won't have time to get your home full home organized in just two days. It's just probably not going to happen. And if you don't get it done, then you may feel like a failure, but it was an unrealistic goal in the first place. Another example could be that you have finished getting your home organized and you expect it to always stay that way. Like that would be great, right? Wouldn't that be nice? But that may not be realistic because you know what? You might get busy one week or you might be sick one week and things start to pile up. And you know what? That is okay. It really is. Or if you expect your family members to always keep everything organized, that may not happen. So sometimes things happen that puts us all behind in keeping our home organized. And the good news is that if you have good systems in place, and you don't leave not doing the home organizing too long, then it will be easy for you to get the home organized again. So number one is setting unrealistic expectations. Number two is failing to maintain. It's okay if you're busy one day and you don't tidy everything up, but you want to make sure that you maintain organization. That means you can't leave things disorganized for long. You need to keep up with tidying your home, so it never gets to a cluttered mess again. Num- that's number two, failing to maintain. Number three is not letting go. When, you've, when you're decluttering and organizing home, organizing your home, one of the biggest mistakes you can make is to keep those items that you don't use anymore and you don't really need them, right? That's a big mistake when we do. We hang on to stuff we really don't need to hang on to. So instead, let them go. And if you struggle to let go, then I recommend that you have a listen to my very first episode. And it's called Learning to Let Go. It's number one of the episodes. So it's easy for you to find. Just go to the very first one and you'll find some helpful tips in that episode that will make letting go a bit easier. And that was number one. All right, number four is moving things from one place to another, but not really organizing. I don't know if that's you, but it's very common. So often people will tidy up their home, but they come across items that they just don't know where to put. So instead, they just like throw it in a container or something and they or they just move it over to another room. 
but they're not putting it away organized, right? So they're just taking the stuff and they're putting it somewhere else. And so basically they're moving the mess to another area, which is really not the answer. So moving things from one place to another is not the answer because you're not really organizing them, right? If you're just moving it somewhere else. So that happens, you might come across something in your bedroom and you're like, oh, I don't know what to do with this. So you shove it in a drawer, right? So that's just moving it to somewhere else. And so that's not, that's a common mistake that people make. Number five is putting unrelated items into containers, baskets, drawers, whatever the place may be. And instead of putting like items together, they're storing a mixture of items together. So the problem with this is that it is harder to find what you're looking for if the items are all mixed up with other items. It's also harder to see what you own when it is a big mixture of items. So you might feel like you're tidying up because you know what, you're taking clutter from a counter, for example, and you're putting it into a container or a basket, which is gonna make it look tidier, but that's not really the answer of getting things organized. Number six is piling papers. So do you ever tidy up and put all your papers into a pile so it's nice and neat pile? If so, I hate to tell you, but that really isn't organized. You should be able to find your files within seconds. And if they're all in a pile or in a box, for example, it might look organized, but it really isn't. Instead, create a filing system that works for you so you can find your files easily. Like I said, you should be able to find them within seconds. Number seven, storing everyday items out of reach and non-everyday items close by. So I'll say that again, because it sounds a little tricky. Storing everyday items out of reach and those non-everyday items close by. And what I mean by that is that this is really all about creating a really good system that so that the items you use regularly are close by and the ones you don't are stored farther away. So for example, if you toast, you use your toaster every single day, like every day you want to make some toast, then it may be best for you to leave your toaster on your kitchen counter, right? Or if you have a crock pot that's stored in one of your main cupboards in your kitchen, but you use it rarely, then I recommend you store it in your basement storage or another storage area of your home because you rarely use it. So it doesn't need to be in prime retail space. So basically you wanna store the stuff you use regularly close by so that you can grab it. And then the stuff that you don't use very often should not be in prime retail space. Um, so unless of course you have lots of space in your kitchen cupboards, then you can have your crock pot in there even if you don't use it very often because you know you have room for it. Doesn't have to be stored somewhere else. But then if you do that, I would put it farther back in the cupboards so that it's farther back because you don't use it very often. Um, number eight is buying too many organizing supplies or buying them before you declutter. This is so common. So I would wait until you know exactly what kind of supplies you need and how many. Otherwise, you may end up buying the wrong items or end up with way too many organizing supplies. And yeah, you could probably take them back, but that's just another step for you to have to do. So instead, wait, especially declutter first, because you want to make sure you know, everything is out that you don't need, then you'll have an idea of what you have left and what you might need to buy when it comes to organizing supplies. 
And by the way, if you ever wonder what kind of organizing supplies that I have used or recommend, feel free to hop onto my website at kathymcewen.com slash products. That's K-T-H-Y slash McEwen, which is M-C-E-W-A-N slash products. And you'll um, see a bunch of them that I recommend. Those are my Amazon favorite ones. All right, so that was number eight, buying too many organizing supplies or buying them before you declutter. Number nine is neglecting to measure. So before you buy organizing supplies, make sure that you have the space for it, right? Or they make sure to measure the space you are working in so that you buy the right sized organizing supplies. Um, Sorry, if you just heard that, my printer's just making some funny noise for a second. So apologize if you could hear that in the background. It seems to always happen when I'm doing a podcast. Anyway, so number nine is neglecting to measure. Before you buy organizing supplies, make sure you measure the space you're working in so that you buy the right sized organizing supplies, the right sized organizing supplies. Number 10 is organizing more than one space at a time. And this is common because what happens is you have probably heard me talk about this before, actually, but stick to one room at a time, then focus on one area of the room and finish it before going to another. So if you're working, say, in your kitchen pantry, finish it before tackling your pots and pans in your kitchen, right? Don't jump from one room to another. That's one area of your kitchen to another area of your kitchen. Also, don't jump from one room to another. If you keep going from one room to another before finishing the organizing tasks, then it will take you a lot longer to get a room done. And you may never come back to finish that room. So focus on one room at a time. Number 11 is not dropping off donations or hanging on to donations too long. And, you know, this seems simple enough. You go through your items, you decide what to let go. You put the items in a box or a bag for donations and you drop them off, right? easy enough, but it's really not that simple for some people. It really isn't that simple for some people. They get it all ready, but they don't always drop them off. I've worked with clients that said they would drop off the items and we've come back two weeks later and the donations are still sitting in the same place as when we left. That is why I always offer to take the donations away and drop them off for our clients because that way they would see results right away because stuff would be taken away and it would save them from having to go and drop them off. But if you're one to forget to drop off your donations or you put it aside and you're like, I'll do it, I'll do it later, then I recommend that when you have a bag for donations that you put it right in your car right away and you drop it off. Try to make it a priority. If you can't do it right away, then try to do it the following day, but basically try to get it done as soon as possible. So that's getting, that's not dropping off donations. That's number 11 or hanging on to them too long. Number 12 is getting hung up on making decisions. If you can't make a decision, you won't get results. For example, if you're decluttering and you can't decide what to do with your items, you won't progress with your decluttering. It just won't happen because you're, you're, you know, just asking yourself too many questions. This is so common for some people. Or if you want to get your pantry organized, but are not sure how you want it to look, then you will not get any results. So make a decision and stick to it. So really try to 
not get hung up on making decisions. And when you're going through the home organizing process and decluttering, really stop and think about it. Are you, is it taking you extra long because you're asking yourself question after question? Like sometimes people will pick something up to let go and they'll say, who could use this item? Let me think about this. So you're just asking yourself so many questions instead of actually getting some results. So try not to get hung up on making decisions. Make a decision quickly and stick to it. Number 13 is getting too fixated on Instagram or Pinterest photos. (laughs) If you're a perfectionist, you may not have your home look just like those beautiful photos you see on Instagram or Pinterest. And you may want to, you may want to have your home look just like them. But you know what? Those pictures are sometimes staged and they may not be realistic for your home. So you may also feel like you will never be able to get your home to look as beautiful as the ones you see in pictures and therefore you never get started in your organizing journey and if that's you don't strive for per- don't strive for perfection strive for organization it's my new motto <laughs> i just thought of that don't strive for perfection strive for organization you just want to have your home organized it doesn't have to be perfect so don't get fixated on those really pretty pictures and think I want my home to look just like that because you know what if you can awesome but it may not be realistic for your home all right number 14 is organizing but not decluttering I know you've heard me say this before I'm not going to go into this long this is really quick but if you have too much stuff then you have no choice but to let some things go before you organize no two ways about it You can only organize so much. It will never look great if you have too much stuff for the space you have. And that was number 14. Number 15 is creating a system that doesn't work for other family members. So one thing to remember is that just because the system works for you doesn't mean it will work for everyone else in your family. So you have to keep everyone in mind when you're creating an organizational system. If you have small children, Yeah, for example, then you want to make sure that the hooks to hang up their backpacks or their coats or, you know, those plastic dishes that they sometimes use because, you know, the glass ones they might break. So they may have plastic cups and dishes. You want to make sure all that stuff is where they can reach them, right? So they can easily hang up their coats, hang up their backpacks, grab their dishes if they need to. It's all there, easy access for them. Um, And that way saves you from having to do it too, right? Anything to make your life easier. I'm not talking about, you know, tiny little toddlers that may make a mess and trying to grab their dishes, but I'm talking about, you know, little older children, but there's still, you know, you have to have things close by for them. So that's just an example. Also, this really goes into number 16, but label items so that family members know where to find items and where to put them away. So that brings me to number 16. So number 15 was creating a system that doesn't work for you or your family members. And number 16 is a big mistake is when people don't label. I recommend that you label as much as you can, whether you live alone or with other family members, it is easier to find your items if all your containers, baskets, etc., are labeled and having a proper home for your items that is labeled, right, will be so much easier when it comes to putting them away. 
So don't forget to label because some people don't. And hey, if that's not you, don't worry about it. This is just recommendations. I just find that I label, even though I'm right now by myself, um, I am labeling everything because um, you just, I'll forget where it is, but that's me. And the reason why I'm by myself right now is because, hey, I'm in Florida and I'm at our Florida home, but my husband is not. He's back home. Uh, so that's why I'm alone. But anyways, even though it's just me right now, I do label. And it will be easier for him too when he gets here. All right. Number 17 is decluttering other family members items. You're like, what? I can't let go of my other family members' items. No. So this is fine if you have young children. But um, so if you have to let go or get rid of items that belong to older kids, like teenage children or adults, and you do it, you go through their items, you get rid of stuff, it doesn't usually go over very well with them. So let them make the choice of what to keep or let go. You may be surprised at what their decisions are. Sometimes they let go of items that you're like, what? You're letting that go? And then that sometimes they keep things that you're like, I would never have thought you'd want to keep that. So let them make those decisions. So number 17 is decluttering other family members' items. So that's letting go of things. You're getting rid of stuff that belongs to somebody else in your family. And honestly, it doesn't always go well, um, especially when they're older. All right, number 18 is designating home organizing to a single day. So this is a common mistake that people will make. They will say, you know what, this Saturday, and you know, it could be any day. I'm just using Saturday as an example. But they'll say, you know what, this Saturday, I'm going to declutter and organize my home. And they plan to get six hours work done. And it's going to look great because I got the whole day to do it. It is going to look great. The problem with this is that sometimes something comes up and now you can't do it on Saturdays. You know, something comes up and Saturday you're now busy. Therefore, you got nothing done. Now, you are not sure if you're going to even be able to do it again and or you're not sure when because you had planned for Saturday. So now you had to try to find another day and you're not sure when it's going to be and you've got nothing done. You see where the problem is here? Right? So instead, do a bit of decluttering and organizing each day, even if you do 20 minutes. You can still plan on those bigger projects on, say, Saturday, like I mentioned Saturday before, so I'll use Saturday again. But it won't be as bad if something comes up and you can't do it on Saturday because you have been doing a bit each day. So you have already seen results. You've already made progress because you've done a bit each day. So don't leave it all for one day to get it done. So that's number 18 designating home organizing to a single day. Number 19 is don't finish a task. I want you to finish a task. So that's why this is a mistake is if you don't finish a, a task. So you have plans on tidying up and getting your home organized and you start with good intentions, but your phone rings or you have emails coming in or you're getting dings from social media and that distracts you from finishing your tasks. Instead, turn off your notifications if that will make it easier for you and finish your task at hand. And you know when this is really common? Laundry. By the way, I'm not sure if you can hear this right now, but there's a beeping noise in my house. Um, I think it's an alarm that's going off. I hope you can't hear it. But if you do, that's what's happening. Um, but I'm just going to ignore it. All right. So where was I? 
I was talking about um, when you don't finish a task. You start something, but you don't finish it. And a good example of this is laundry. So let's talk about laundry. Do you ever start your laundry, but not finish it? Like you leave items in your washing machine or your dryer, or you don't get to folding your laundry and putting it all away. So you start it, but you don't finish. Well, instead, focus on getting one load done and finishing it with everything put away. So it goes in the washer, goes in the dryer, you fold it, you put it away, right? Focus on one load, at least getting it done. So focus on getting one done, load done and finishing it and putting everything away. Don't do too many loads at once if you don't think you'll have time to finish them. Or like, you know, things happen, right? If you, this kind of goes back to that single day. If you say, I'm going to do my laundry on Sunday and then something comes up Sunday and you don't get to finish it. And now, you know, there's laundry in the washing machine. It may stay there for a couple of days. It can get smelly. You got to wash it again. So in, that's a common mistake in that laundry is just one example. It could be anything to do with home organizing where you start something and you don't finish it. So instead, focus on small tasks and get them done. That's number 19. Number 20. And pretty soon, actually, this is the last one. And then I'm going to go into how you can chat with me for free. So number 20 is don't ask for help. That is a common problem. Because if you struggle to get your home organized and you've tried on your own, but you've never succeeded, then asking for help is the answer. If you don't ask for help, you will never get your home organized because you've tried it and you it's not working. So now you need to ask for help and don't be ashamed to ask for help. Really don't be, don't be ashamed. A lot of people are embarrassed to ask for help, but don't be because this is so common. There are so many people out there that are just like you that struggle with home organization. It's extremely common. If it wasn't, I would not have had a business for the last nine years. So don't be embarrassed. It is nothing to be embarrassed about. I always say there's a reason people have clutter and it's, Nobody can judge you for that. All right. So now, if you want help, feel free to reach out to me for a free 20-minute discovery call where I can explain the various ways I can help you, just like I have helped hundreds of other clients get their homes organized. Being organized is like having a breath of fresh air and you deserve to have that breath of fresh air. You deserve that home that you want and love. So send me a quick DM on Instagram. If you're on Instagram at Kathy Organizes, that's K-T-H-Y Organizes, O-R-G-A-N-I-Z-E-S. So it's Kathy Organizes with a Z, not an S. And uh, with the words free discovery call, or send me a quick message through my website at kathymcewen.com slash contact. That's K-T-H-Y-M-C ewan.com slash contact and I will personally respond back to you and set up a free discovery call at a time that is convenient for you. So just send me the words free discovery call and I will know what you're asking and let's get started by setting something up where I can just chat with you for 20 minutes or you know it's just a chat. So seriously if you're serious about getting your home clutter free and organized then reach out to me we can chat to see if there's any way I can help you. No cost to you. Just a quick a quick chat 
Once again, DM me the words free discovery call at Kathy organizes on Instagram or through kathymccune.com slash contact. And I will personally respond back to you. Have a great week. And I look forward to next week. See you later.